Hello there. This is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Amen and amen. Let me begin this morning by telling us a story. Many, many years ago, a group of believers were told by their leaders that they had to lock down. They had to lock down together until they saw a sign. Uh, before he went away, he told them he was going to a, a faraway country. And this leader said to them that they had to stay there. So initially, uh, this was quite difficult for them because many of these believers didn't have a lot in common, much more than the fact that they just followed the same leader. But now they are compelled to stay together in a confined space. And it was kind of difficult, but they had to do it. You see, they had to do it because their survivor and the future of their faith depended on their obedience. I don't know whether you have found yourself where you've been told that your survivor depended on you staying indoors. Now, that's what happened to this group of believers. You know, when you are locked down with an unspecified days, you don't know how long you are locked down. You heard earlier on one of our sisters, like most of us, were thinking it's just going to be for about four days, or, I'm sorry, four weeks or five weeks. But when you are locked down in unspecified days, um, it begins to get into you. You know, the, the thing that started with excitement begins to dissipate into some kind of frustration and an urge to quit. That's exactly what you could have imagined that happened to these believers. That's what makes some people to begin to either have to use their instinct or some of us have to follow the law. But if I look at that, it's also looking at the terrible situation going on in America right now. At the death of George Floyd, the unthinkable murder of that gentleman. And that's what has led to all the things you've seen. The breakout riots in the U.S. It's not just the fact that he died. It's because also so many other things added to that. Because you see, the people who have been locked up, are people who have become so frustrated, who have become so frustrated with the situation, and they're letting out their heat in different, different ways. Different, different ways. That's what happens. But see, this group of 120 men, or 120 people that were locked up in the first church of Pentecost Avenue in Jerusalem, they defiled the urge to break the rank. I guarantee you they were frustrated. They were probably bored. Maybe many days they felt like quitting. What's the point in staying together? We don't even know why they staying together, what it's going to lead to. We've been told if we leave this place, we might die. We've been told if we leave this place, there may be something wrong. But they stayed together. So the Bible tells us about this group of people in Acts chapter 1 and chapter 2. Particularly in chapter 2, something happened. So they stayed together throughout chapter 1. And in chapter 2, something great happened. The Bible said they stayed in one accord, in one place, praying in the upper room. And suddenly, hallelujah, suddenly there came a, a sound of the might from heaven as a rushing mighty wind. It filled the house where they were seated. And all, the Bible said they appeared unto them as divided tongues like as fire. It sat upon each one of them and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that this period of your life will lead to an empowerment by grace. In Jesus' name, friends, that actually was the beginning of Pentecost. That was the day of Pentecost. That's how it started. Today is Pentecost Sunday. 
And the whole thing we are talking about, celebrating the power of the Holy Ghost, came as a result of lockdown. Can you believe that? As I meditated on this week, it just dawned on me. It dawned on me that what was a lockdown situation led to an empowerment. I want you to understand, my friend, that God always had plans. He would always come through a situation that looks impossible. They must have felt quite frustrated. But look at how it ended. You see, our life is a composite of races. We run different kinds of races. What's going on right now in our life as across the world is a kind of another race. It's a kind of race. It's building up to a final race of life. You know when we talk about races, we have to remember the Olympics. Remember how those athletes at the starting block, how they all line up. And it's always a nice scene when they all line up. You see different kind of behavior, different kinds of attitude. You see the very friendly ones are waving at the camera, waving at everybody, waving. Then you see some other kind of folks, friends. You see some of them with their swagger. They are really just bouncing and they are, they are looking really like, you know, like a tiger ready to be let out to get his prey. You get some really uh, smart looking, you know, some really angry looking ones. They are not smiling. They just focus on the business. They're ready to go, ready to go. They're not, they're not, they're not in this for, for, any, for any smiling thing as long as they let out. That's exactly what you could see at the beginning of every race. See, running, especially marathon, can be a lot of fun at the beginning. But as the race begins, you find out that the mood changes. Team members will leave each other. Some people can actually trip each other, either mistakenly or deliberately. So what started as fun is no longer fun down the line. This is the picture of today's lockdown system across families. So your family is not different. Not different from mine. Your situation is not different from mine. Thank God that now we have opportunities. They're asking us to go out a little bit, go out a little bit. But if you think about what this period has done to the mental situation of many people, to what's going on across the world, particularly in the United States, you'll understand that what started initially like a forced working holiday for some of us. It's no longer funny. Some people have been locked down with families, friends. Unfortunately, some have been locked down even with foes. Compulsorily. See, why the COVID-19 lockdown offered families opportunities to build stronger relationships among themselves. To value the bigger ones as well. The bigger community, which you have taken for granted. People you have not seen for a while. That you are longing to be reunited with. People you are longing to be networked back to. Business colleagues, clients you have not seen. You used to take them for granted. This situation has actually compelled you to value things we, take for, we took for granted. Places you used to go to. Restaurants you used to go to. Workplaces. Churches you used to go to. Taken for granted. But this period has actually helped us to be able to value it more. It has been a time of self-discovery. A time of new discoveries. And guess what? A time of selfish adventures. Many people, the selfishness in them has come out. So the thing is, it didn't look bad at the beginning. And that's true. 
It felt like, well, this is going to be a great time. Many families felt, you know what, we're going to have to put things in place. We're going to really enjoy this time. We're going to have great time in Bible studies. Great time in having fun together. And that worked. It worked for a time. It worked for, people set goals, big goals. In this period, you know, I'm going to have to, I'm going to do some things. I'll build a, a big business. Some people achieved it. Some are trying to achieve it. But the goal has gone into wherever with some people. Because as the journey began, as the race began, different kinds of moods started setting in. People began to get frustrated. People began to get uninterested. Some began to sleep late. So waking up late. Some began to walk longer hours, leaving some other people behind. Listen, as I said, you are not alone if you felt like that. If you're experiencing that right now, I can always say to you, I can always confess to you that actually even I am not as excited as I was with my goals at the beginning right now. But I'm saying to myself, no, I refuse to let go. There was a survey in America by a group called the True Public. These are young folks came together, True Public. They were surveying the impact of the COVID-19 uh, on relationships. And I'll give you some, some data. They said 20% of partners living together or dating admitted that they saw more strain on their relationships. And they will be taking time apart after COVID. Wow. 15% said their relationship got better. I hope you are one of those 15%. By God's grace. 57% believe that there will be increase in divorces. That's quite sad. 43% were admitted to breaking the lockdown to go look for their significant other half. They broke the rules. 27% admitted that they are drinking more. I pray that you're not one of those. 15% said they are starting to lose sleep. See, the strain level increases if someone had lost their job or their financial situation has changed. But I want, to, I want you to listen carefully to this. You, a child of God, do not have to follow this pattern. You are the light of the world. Amen. And that's why this short exhortation is for you this morning. That the journey that has started, no matter how you are feeling right now, my dear friends, you can't give it up. God didn't bring you this far to start. He didn't bring you this far to start and then abandon you. Our God finishes whatever he starts. And you will finish well in the name of Jesus. So let me close with a short story. Story of Gideon and his 300 men. Fighting men. They have been fighting the Midianites. They have been fighting. They've been fighting. And the Bible says in Judges chapter 8. I want to read this passage to you in Judges 8 verse 4 to 5. The Bible said when Gideon came to Jordan. He and his 300 men who were with him, they crossed over. You are crossing over. In Jesus' name, I know. The Bible said they were exhausted, but still in pursuit. That's where the title of today's message is from. Exhausted, but still in pursuit. Then he said to the men of Sukkot, Please give loaves of bread to the people who follow me, for they are exhausted. A man who is running a race. A man who is tired. 
a man who is doing something significant is bound to get tired. My dear friends, this man asked for bread for the people who followed him. He said, I'm pursuing Zeba and Salmonia, the kings of Media. Guess what the leaders of Sukkot said to him? He said, are the hands, are the hands of Zeba and Zumana now in your hand? That we should give bread to your army? <laughs> in other words, what have you achieved that we should support you? In every race of life, there comes a stage which we are pursuing, we are running, we are working, we are planning, we are doing everything possible, writing proposals. Then we get exhausted. We get exhausted, but we are still pursuing. We may have to crawl, but we are still pursuing. I pray in the name of Jesus, you will pursue to the end in Jesus' name. Exhaustion is consistent when we fight battles after battles. When we go from pain to pain. Exhaustion is a natural thing of life when you go from disappointment sometimes to disappointment. It's easy to feel energized when you're having testimonies. But when life is throwing you up and down, exhaustion is possible. When the situation of life is making you to feel, God, when? When, oh God? When will this end? When will the circumstances in my business change? You are feeling exhausted. When the marriage is throwing you up and down, you can feel exhausted. You can wonder, God, but you said you are, you are going to be with me. God, where is your face? Gideon and his 300 men were tired. They were tired. They were tired. Sometimes the people you expect to help you when you are tired, they are the ones saying to you, you ain't tried enough. You know what? I will support you when you have made some progress. I heard about your business, business proposal, but I'm going to support you. Actually, we will lend you money when you have become successful. But that's when I don't need you. They want you to have made some big, big name in the business, in the industry. That's when they want to support you. I will join you when I see that all that you are doing is good. It's hard. Gideon, show me the proof of your success, and then I can give you some bread. Do you feel like that this morning? Do you feel that life is treating you like nothing you've done is worth the effort? You're locked down with this problem. You can't leave it and nobody's ready to support you. But listen to me. Before the help of man is the help of God. Lift up my eyes to the hills. My Bible says help comes from God. Paul the apostle said something amazing in 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 7. He says I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. I pray for you in the name of Jesus that you will finish your race in Jesus' name. He said, I fought the good fight. We don't know what position he came in. We don't know whether he finished first, he finished middle, he finished last, but he finished the race. Finishing is important. I don't know how long this lockdown will be for business. I don't know how long it will be for your situation. But I want you to know that you will finish well. In Jesus' name. Until you follow through. And actually follow through. And taste the joy of finishing. Your life does not feel fulfilled. 
I pray for fulfillment in all things for you. In Jesus' name. You have to see the end in your mind. I see us gathering again. I see us rejoicing again. I see us celebrating again. I see you dancing in the house. I see you waving the flag, waving your handkerchiefs. I see you celebrating. Guess what? I don't see you celebrating with some mask on your face. No, that's not what I see. I don't see you celebrating with two meters apart. No, that's not what I see. I see you hugging. I see you celebrating. I see you embracing your friends again. This one shall pass in the name of Jesus. So what am I saying to you this morning? You may be exhausted, but still stay in pursuit. I came to tell somebody that this dry season will soon change. David, the king, he had tasted success as the chief commander of the army in the, in the, in the, in the army of, of Saul. But there came a time he was in exile. A man who knew what he would be. He's been anointed king. He found himself locked in, an, in a cave, in cave of Adullam. David, he had to encourage himself in the Lord. He had to see the end of this period. Point came that he was reduced to that place. But you see, my dear friend, he had to rise above the limitation of that period. You cannot be a champion until you have mastered your breaking point in the cave of Adula. As I round up this service this morning, I want you to rise up in faith. I want to rise up in faith knowing fully well that I will master this moment of my life. I will shake myself up again. I will repeat my goals. I will rise up. I will recommit. And I will finish well. I will finish well. I see your trees blossoming again with fruits. In the name of Jesus, those phones will ring again. The clients will come back again. Your figures will rise up again. My dear friends, this is not the end of your business. Isaiah 40 verse 31, my last scripture. He says, but those that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run they will not be weary. They will walk and not faint. I came to tell you this morning in the name of Jesus. As you are waiting on the Lord. I pray that the grace of God will come upon your life. I pray that you will receive the capacity to rise above the storm like the eagles. I pray in Jesus name that you receive the renewed strength in Jesus name. That you will mount up with wings. I see you rising up. Mount up over the problems. Mount up over the moods in your family. Mount up over the moods of your relationship. In the name of Jesus. When somebody throws some negative thing at you. Turning into grace to rise upon it positively. And become a new man. In the name of it is possible by his grace. In Jesus name you will run. And you will not be weary. God knows what we're going through. God knows the situation you are in. And he has come to help you. He has come to pour oil into your process this morning. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I want to please rise on your feet wherever you are. I want to begin to pray for you this morning. I pray in Jesus' name that the God Almighty who locked up Noah and his family in the ark. And he didn't forget them there. That God will see you through. That God will bring you to the end successfully. In Jesus name. When Israel was taken through the Red Sea. And God parted the Red Sea. And a huge sea stood like a heap. God did not forget them in the middle of the sea. He brought them all the way through. I said this situation will not swallow you. In the name of Jesus. It will not swallow you. You will come through. In the name of Jesus. 
you and everyone with you, both young and old, in Jesus' name, everyone who has predicted you're drowning in this situation, everyone who has said your marriage will terminate at this time, I said in Jesus' name they will attend your Thanksgiving. They will attend your next anniversary meeting and celebration in the name of Jesus. Your business is not going to be swallowed in Jesus' mighty name. Whatever was meant to destroy your home, your career in this lockdown season becomes a lifting point for you. In Jesus' name, I speak healing. Healing is your portion. In Jesus' name, deliverance is your portion. Joy and gladness is your portion. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree a fresh oil upon you. In Exodus 17 verse 5, the Bible says the God who brought out water out of the rock when Israel was thirsty. I pray that the oil of joy, the fresh water of the living God, will come upon your thirst right now. If you feel thirsty in any area, I pray that the Lord will fill you. He will fill your thirst in the mighty name of Jesus. Every relationship under the sound of my voice, receive a newness. Receive a newness. Receive a newness. In the mighty name of Jesus, receive the gushing of water. Receive the gushing of water. Receive the gushing of water upon your business. The gushing of water upon your marriage. The gushing of water upon your family. The gushing of water upon your studies. In the name of Jesus, let me close with this. The widow of Zarephath. She thought, well, it's all over. She thought, I'm just going to make this meal and we will die. She thought that, well, after this lockdown, that's it. It's all over. You are going to go your way. I'm going to go my way. This is the end of it. But the Bible said God visited her home. I speak this morning a visitation upon your home. Visitation upon your business. Visitation upon your path. In the mighty name of Jesus, I decree that your pot of oil will not dry. Your cruise of oil will not dry out. Your pot of, your pot of flour will not dry out. In the name of Jesus, let there be a divine visitation. In the mighty name of Jesus, it is well with you, well with your household. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the power of the living God resurrect you this morning in Jesus' name. I don't like to close this morning without doing two important things. I want to give you an opportunity to get to meet this Jesus. This Jesus has given me so much assurance. This God that we serve, that has assured us beyond the invincible enemy. Because before invisible enemy, there is an invincible God who created everything seen and unseen. That God is the God I'm inviting you to this morning. And I thank God that for many people are joining us from all over the world. All over the world. People send me messages. I watch your message. I joined your service last week. And I don't know where you are joining, whether it's in London, whether it's outside the UK, wherever you are joining. I want to know that it's important to join Jesus first. I want to invite you to this family of faith. These people are washed by the blood. You want to give your life to him. I'm not inviting you to a church. Now I'm inviting you to a life. A life that is great. A life that is new. A life that is not terminated by any disease or pandemic. This morning you want to say after me. If you don't know this Jesus. I know you've had a name. I know you've been to some kind of church. But you want to have an experience with Jesus. So that you can speak in all situations. For sure. For certainty. That I know I'm a winner. So if this is really your decision this morning, come with me. Say after me this morning, Lord Jesus, I thank you. Thank you for my life. Thank you for coming to save me. Thank you for giving me new hope, a new song, a new story. This morning, I offer my life to you. 
I surrender my life to you. I ask, Lord, that you will take absolute control of my life. Come and dwell on the inside of me. Forgive me of all my sins. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. On this day of Pentecost, let the power of newness come over me. Let the power of the living God rise and reside upon me. Reside within me. Give me the grace to live for you for the rest of my life. I'll never remain the same. In the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Listen, I want to congratulate you if you prayed that prayer and you meant it. This is a very good day for you. It's a good day to get anniversary gifts every year. To say, I got saved on Pentecost Day. You know the first day that the Pentecost came, that the Holy Spirit came, and it was called the Pentecost Day, actually. The Bible said, 3,000 people were added to the church that day. Thousands of people were added to the church that day. Because that's what happens when the Spirit comes. He comes with about 5,000 added another day. Listen to me carefully. This is what happens when the Holy Spirit convicts. He comes and he convicts. So this is a good day. So rejoice in what God has started in your life. He has come into your life today. You never, never will remain the same. And also I want to give us opportunity actually to sow a seed. Whenever we give, we are giving because we know him that we give to. I want to thank every one of our members, of our regular givers. Thank you, everybody, for your generosity. Thank you for your loyalty. Thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you because you know in whom you have believed. We have not come to believe a building. We believe a God who is able to save unto the uttermost. Because of your giving, we are able to serve. Serve our members. Some of them who are falling into hard times in this season. We're able to serve our community. We're able to continue to ensure that HCC stays as a leading ministry in this community and in the world. A place of consultation, a place where leaders can resort to. Where they can depend, where they can call upon us. Because of your giving, we ensure that nobody who is brought into attention will go hungry. I want to thank God for that. I give God all the glory and all the praise. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. If you'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 44 208-597-3110 or you visit our website www.hccenter.org.uk May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again.